0: Chapter 5 of The Sins of Silvertip the Fox. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Sins of Silvertip the Fox by John Breck. Nibble tells one secret and here's another now when tommy peel followed watch back to the woods it was because he thought the old dog was chasing nibble rabbit then he made up his mind nibble had warned watch about that bad louie thompson he never dreamed nibble had whispered a secret that belonged to the red cow so as soon as he had made Louie promise to behave, he whistled to watch and began to lead the red cow away so Louie could climb down. Well, right then, the red cow remembered that secret she had to show him. So she insisted on leading him. She fairly galloped around the end of the thicket with Tommy running after her in his tall rubber boots and watch bounding after him. But Nibble took a short cut through his tunnel, and he met Doctor Muskrat coming to meet him. Climp clump, Climp Clump won a sound outside. What's that? asked Doctor Muskrat. Nibble peered along the ground and he could see louis thompson's boots moving very fast it's that man he exclaimed he's running like silvertip the fox did when the red cow took after him fine chuckled dr muskrat he'll never bring his wicked jaws back here again and we can thank tommy peel for that then there was another sound what's that asked nibble and dr muskrat laughed for it was tommy peel squealing with surprise because he'd found the secret that belonged to the red cow a calf oh the cute little thing so nibble and dr muskrat both crept back down the tunnel to watch what was going on The calf raised his head and looked at Tommy. Then he got up on his shaky legs and sniffed at him. Because Tommy was a strange beast with a strange smell and even a baby knows enough to be careful about strange things. But when he touched his little turned up nose to the hand Tommy held out to him, he smelled his mother you know tommy had been stroking her so the foolish little rascal put out his little pink tongue trying to lick tommy's fingers and wasn't his mother pleased because they were friends the very first thing watch led the way and tommy walked beside the red cow and helped to steer her wobbly-legged calf all the way up to the barn and the baby kept trying to kick up his silly little heels the way nibble used to when he felt playful and he just would run splash into all the puddles and bunt and wriggle when they caught him the red cow kept getting prouder and prouder every step but even she was glad when they got safely home with him. Nibble went with them as far as the pasture. Dr. Muskrat was enjoying a nice, sweet flag root, the first one he dug that spring, when Nibble came loping back again, and he was the messiest rabbit you ever heard of, and so cross and disgusted that bad baby he complained beginning to clean the mud spots off his white shirt front he wouldn't do anything i told him to and then the first time i wasn't looking he danced in a puddle and splashed it all over me from whiskers to he craned his neck about to look to tail he all but drowned me you don't have to tell me that said dr muskrat and his fat sides were shaking with laughter i've eyes to see with you're as wet as ever you were when i fished you out of that pond there for you remember how nibble tumbled right into the water he was so frightened the first time he ever saw the kind old muskrat and then nibble went on indignantly the impudent little scamp sniffed his little turned-up nose at me because i was spluttering you can't expect a calf to be born with manners can you soothed dr muskrat especially if it belongs to the red cow but as i told her that's the most remarkable youngst he flattened his ears ready to dive for a shadow came swooping down and he was expecting the marsh hawk back any day but it was only Jake the jay hello he piped who was she and what did you tell her and he pounced on an acorn that was half buried in the ground the red cow answered dr muskrat has a little new calf who's the most remarkable youngster i've ever seen and he was going to tell Jake all about it only didn't nibble rabbit just interrupt and tell it all himself just didn't he he was that puffed up because he was the first one to see it that he couldn't wait he described how bright its little eyes were and how it wriggled its tail like chatter squirrel does when he's in a temper and everything there was to tell about that red cow's red baby with the white star in his forehead and the turned-up nose and all the time nibble was forgetting to clean his fur and the mud spots showed worse than ever as the wind dried them but nibble was too busy talking about that very same bad little beast who had splashed them on him jake was preening and tucking in his feathers every once in a while he didn't have his new spring coat yet so he was very particular over his old one presently he noticed Nibble by the worm and the acorn rabbit what's happened to you he wanted to know do you think nibble would tell on that red cow's bad baby not at all he just said oh i wasn't looking you don't know what the walking is this spring then he got very busy with his mud spots and Jake flew away. Hm, giggled the doctor what do you really think of the red cow's calf what you told me about it or what you told Jake? i mean said nibbled shamefacedly that i'm going up to see it to-morrow morning and off he hopped to his bed he woke up early before the darkest night had begun to melt into the gray of dawn he yawned sleepily and rolled over my but that hole of his was warm and comfortable suddenly he jumped up and began to scrub his face with his paws in about three minutes he was down by the pond thumping for dr muskrat and weren't the doctor's eyes all sleepy when he poked his head out of the water oof he shivered what do you want at this hour of the night Spear me with an icicle but this pond is cold if one of the woods folk is found frozen to death the saying is that he's been speared by an icicle come along said nibble i'm going up to the barn to see the red cow and her bad baby what do you take me for snorted the old doctor Don't you forget that Silvertip the fox is living there? Gimlet the woodpecker said so. I can't run like you can, and there isn't any water for me to dive into. I forgot, apologized Nibble. Well, you just be careful, warned the wise old beast, and you come straight back and tell me all about him. So off went Nibble, creeping about among the puddles he dove into the brush pile for a minute because he heard two birds talking but they were only little downy mr and mrs screech owl smaller than bobby robin i tell you it's too early for nesting one was saying not if silvertip keeps on leaving all that nice food for us in the fence corner insisted the other he scarcely eats half of what he catches and chickens are the best eating in the world for our owlets we wouldn't have to do any hunting so said nibble to himself gimlet was right silvertip's catching tommy peel's chickens he sniffed carefully about the haystack and sure enough there was a nice nest that smelled of silvertip it's almost the same smell as the seeds of the crane's bill, as the woodsfolk call wild geranium. It was empty, so Nibble cocked an ear at the chicken coop. Sure enough, there was a tiny rustling in the straw. As he sat there listening, he heard the scared shout of a pullet squawk, squawk, and that was all. Silvertip had throttled her. Bounce! down he came from the perch and slam, out he slipped through the little back door his snoopy nose had learned how to open but nibble didn't dare call watch for fear silvertip would hear him chapter five